it's really difficult to find great executives. Spirit Consulting helps organizations find all-star executives and hire the right one using work psychology so you can serve more customers and grow your business. To get a free quote, go to spiritmco.com. Enjoy the show. All right. Well, welcome back to the Virtuous Heroes podcast. I think you're going to probably fall asleep during this episode. Adrian Taylor is not very energetic. He's not very <laughs> exciting. We're just going to be sitting here. And you're going to probably be like, what am I listening to? <laughs> Adrian is just a, a man of God who is set ablaze for bringing diversity and inclusion and winning awards by doing it for Premier Health. So excited that we could have you on the podcast today, Adrian. Uh, first question always is, who are you? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm a child of the king, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, born again, Christian, um, in love with the Lord, father, husband, um, minister, diversity professional uh, in the great state of Ohio, in the fantastic city of Dayton, um, alive and uh, counting my blessings, man, honestly. Uh, to be able to do a job that I feel called to do. And that's work for Premier Health, uh, which has roughly 12,000 employees, um, over 1,000 beds that we're responsible for in our community, five hospitals. And uh, we do great work here uh, in our community as one of the, um, I'm sorry, the largest healthcare service provider in Southwest Ohio, covering Dayton and Troy and Middletown, Ohio, and a whole host of other uh, counties. For those of for those people that don't know, what would be the difference between a born again Christian and a regular Christian, Adrian? Yeah, that that's a great question. I've been both. <laughs> um, Me too. Uh, <laughs> wow, to to coin the term regular Christian, I don't know. You know, there was a season in my life where I went to church and um, you know read from the hymnal and uh, did the call and response and continued to live a lifestyle that was. Uh, opposed to everything that I had just heard the minister preach on. Um, but then I had a run in um, with Jesus Christ just at the foot of the cross and surrendered my entire life uh, after I finished college. And in that surrendering, uh, I received the Holy Spirit that uh, transformed me from the, literally from the inside out. I, it changed everything, changed the music I listened to, the places I went, food I ate, how I dressed. Um, liberated me and gave me freedom. But the biggest thing it gave me was peace. I got peace. I got sustainable peace, um, peace undeniable. And it's that peace that sustains me today. Difference versus going to church and just living carefree and doing what you want versus uh, not living by a rule book, but living for love of God and loving the things that he loves and hating the things that he hates. So it gave me that that capacity through the Holy Spirit to live a lifestyle that reflects um, the God that I serve. So Adrian, um, just thinking about what you had said, if there's anyone that is listening to this and they feel anxious or they feel worried or they're like, they're not, they don't know where their next rent check is going to come from, or they're just, you know, they're not being able to have that peace that you speak of. How does one receive that? Yeah. I mean, it's, I want to, I want to say that it's easy. Uh, but obviously surrendering your life sometimes isn't, but there are prayers and there's ministers that can provide you. And one of those ministers is, um, he's interviewing me right now and that's Chris. 
and you could talk to people like Chris and, and ask them about their walk and their testimony, and you can receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, there's two things that you described, Chris. Salvation is free. Salvation is absolutely free. And with that salvation comes peace, right? Um, so I'm clear on that. Uh, but when it comes to the anxiety, because you can receive salvation and you can still also need some assistance and some help, which is very real and very tangible. And there are ministers out there and programs that can help you in those spaces where things seem bleak uh, and God will provide. So first things first is your salvation. You got to get to that because without salvation, literally, quote unquote, there's hell to pay. And you can't write that check and neither can I. So you need to receive Christ as your Savior ASAP. And you can do that by bowing your head and receiving him as Christ when you surrender your life to him in prayer. Awesome. Well, thank you for, for sharing. And uh, I don't think we've ever had anyone preach the gospel so succinctly on the show. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> why, so I uh, appreciate that. So people can kind of hear and better understand uh, that, that free gift that we can all receive uh, through being able to surrender our lives to Christ. So that's beautiful. So Adrian, um, tell us a little bit about your own career journey and how you got to this uh, position as the director of diversity for Premier Health. Oh, wow, man. It's probably not enough time in the day. Um, college, studied computers, got out, had a job in computers, um, got engaged, moved back. I was working in Indiana, moved back to uh, Dayton to get married. And that's when I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Beautiful. And it just changed everything, man. So my whole life was like bent on pursuing him uh, through his word, through worship, through service, uh, events like manpower, um, events like... Uh, Promise keepers. I mean, anything where men were getting together and worshiping God, I was, you know, in the front row, hands up. You know, it was it was insane. Um, then my career began to shift, right? And so got into management, got into leadership, got into the nonprofit space, uh, began to do some work and got on Premier's radar. And I got tapped on the shoulder um, to be involved in this space of diversity and um, uh, embraced it. And uh, wanted to be the best at it um, because of who I serve, right? Uh, I don't believe that we get new jobs. I believe we get new assignments, new callings, uh, that there's always a season for what's next. If we pay attention and listen to God's voice. So I believe he was directing me to come to this place the entire time, my entire career, that he was using every job and every opportunity and every experience so I can be prepared for my right now. My right now is preparing me for my next. So Stacy Lawson, the Chief Human Resources Officer for Premier, has been on the podcast. So if you guys haven't been able to check out her episode, you can look in our back catalog to be able to check her out. She was she's a ball of fire too. So that's why I was uh, excited. Yeah, obviously, we talked through the prep, so I knew what I was getting uh, myself into today. But uh, <laughs> she was also, you know, she gave a great recommendation for you to be able to be on the show today. Oh so man, yeah, yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. And uh, so I wanted to give her a shout out, but I also wanted to kind of go back to what you had said about like you had to get out of your own way uh, in, in a bit. So can you talk about like what vices in particular that was stopping you from being able to be the leader that you are today? Man, that's a great question. Uh, you know, as a leader, um, sometimes we, we enter into leadership with this whole idea that we have all the answers. 
Um, that is a barrier, bro. Uh, we don't know it all. You know who does? It's the God that we serve. Um, so honestly, when you think about it in a weird kind of way, for me to think that I've got all the answers gives me a kind of a God complex. Uh, so I've got to watch that. I don't have all the answers. And it's okay as a leader to be vulnerable and to show up without all the answers. You can prepare all you want, read all the books, white papers, this podcast. I'm not going to give you all the answers. Uh, it's just your opportunity to show up vulnerable and human to people that you manage and that you supervise and that you lead. Um, and to come back with the answers. It's okay to say, let me follow up with you on that. Let me get back to you on that. Where we fail is not following up. Right. So we've got to be able to be honest with ourselves, go back and do the homework and come back with the answers. So I had to get over that. I didn't have all the answers. Um, probably another way where I had to get out of my own way uh, was really truthfully accept the challenge to be a leader on all aspects. So there's a leader that leads in the work. The um, building the widgets, if you will making sure that that gets done. And there's a variety of ways that we can lead by building the widgets. You can be a, a hard boss. You can be too soft as a boss. You can be somebody who doesn't connect with the people at all. And you're only concerned about production. Uh, the kind of boss that's not concerned about their welfare and their background and their histories, but you can be compassionate and you can lead with love. You can still get the job done and build great widgets, but you can also connect with people and show them the love of Christ. They should be able to see that autonomously. And in that style of leadership, I've found more success. Now, that's come with trial and error, but I've learned a way to weave in that, that love of Christ and how I manage, how I speak, my disposition, my body language. These are all things that through practice, through prayer, through reading God's scriptures, through studying his word, um, I've found evident uh, to provide people with um, an example of what godly leadership looks like without being preachy at work. Because, of course, we have limitations. You can't proselytize. You can't stand up and preach the gospel, though I would love to. Uh, those are just things that aren't allowed at work. Um, but we can lead with our lifestyle. <clears throat> so, yeah, so uh, you had touched upon one of the things that this show is built upon is loving people. And making love the aim of everything that you do in life. Yes. So, so how do you show up for work or how do you show up at work for people that may not have the same beliefs that you have? And when we're talking about diversity inclusion, um, there's many different <laughs> uh, values and beliefs that yeah. people may be having that may not definitely be in, in alignment with what your traditional Christian beliefs are. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Jesus faced the same thing. As he walked on earth 33 years, he was faced with a ton of people who didn't believe like he did. In fact, tried to kill him, but he loved him anyway. In fact, look at Judas scared. Judas, he was right in his immediate circle, loved on him anyway. So I'm not going to allow that to be an excuse, not for me in my walk, in my journey, in my career. But I will say this, uh, Chris, I've been recently reading a book by Charles Swindoll, one of my absolute favorites, a book called Pass Me Another Brick. And in it, um, I've just been digesting it. It's been good for my soul and a, and a group that I participate here at work as we've been praying about our own leadership. Um, and I'm going to just steal from the, uh, the first chapter, actually, and, and share with you. 
to answer your question, you know, how do I show up for people who don't believe like me? Because there's really no excuse for us. I think first what we find in Jeremiah, when you heard from his brother Hilkiah that um, Jerusalem was still burnt to the ground, right? And we, we know the history. We know this book. Uh, the first wave of people went back were with Jerubal. And after that, it was Ezra. So then the possible third wave of people that were going to return to Israel were going to come from the leadership of Nehemiah. Um, so what we see in the beginning of this chapter is his heart for the people. How do you show up for people that don't believe like you, could care less about a Bible, or a worship song, or a Bible study, uh, or, or any of that, and have no idea about uh, of, of things of Christ or the Lord or spiritual matters? Let's show up and let's, let's, let's care for these people. Let's do like Nehemiah when he heard about the condition of the people. Nehemiah sat and cried, sat and prayed, sat and fasted. So if I'm going to lead with love, I've got to have some care that's, that's, that's tangible, perhaps that's emotional uh, for the people that I work with, that I work for, uh, like Nehemiah did. It should drive me to prayer. Going back to what I said earlier about being the kind of leader that can drive to make widgets, I can be a hard boss, I can be too soft. Or I can be a, 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 the kind of boss that cares for the people, and I can show that care through prayer, right? So Nehemiah, first and foremost, cared for the people of Israel, and we should care for the people that we work around. We have to. We should have fleshy hearts, not stone hearts. So if somebody works for me and they're, they had some trouble today with their one of their kids, uh, they're struggling with uh, paying mortgage, or they're sharing these things with me. It's not happenstance that they share those things with us. That's a, that's a function of God. People are attracted to the character and disposition of God's people when we're walking it out. So I believe it's a call, Chris, for us to be in prayer for these people, to have a heart for the people that report to us or that work around us. And I think when we begin to be the kind of people that show up with stony hearts, then I think we've got an issue. When we show up with hate or disdain for people, or we want to be petty and don't talk to certain people and show up without the love of Christ, then we got a different issue that we need to address. But if I'm going to show up for people that don't believe like me, I'm going to show up and actually care for them, actually pray for them, if that makes sense. Have you been feeling unfulfilled? You want to be happy, but just continue to struggle. One of the best ways to experience joy is by caring for the homeless. A charity I've grown to love, River of Light, food rescues a million meals per year for the needy in Chicago. Imagine how that make you feel, knowing that you're helping feed children and veterans. To make a tax-deductible donation, visit riverlightchicago.org. Again, riverlightchicago.org. No one should go to bed hungry. Yeah. No, and it does, because I think I've been the... I think I flowed in and out of that in many different ways. Uh, and, it, and it's in, and I feel like I can, I can look back into my career when I've been, you know, managing and leading people where in particular, like I saw them as really just a means to the end to get the job done and, and not necessarily caring about them. But I can also see that discipline even playing out in it in today's sense, because, you know, you, 
you know, like for instance, if you, if you think about like, if you're on the agency side, or even if you're on the client side, you may think about like the way that you show up for your boss. Well, you're always going to be as present and loving that you possibly can be for that person, <laughs> or at least you should be, you know, that, that one seems like it's an easy one. but maybe then you've got a vendor that that's yeah. like, all right, well now I'm paying this person. So then at the end of the day, like, I don't have to be, yeah. you know, I'm in, it, I'm, I'm not, no matter how I show up for this person, yeah, I'm still paying the bills. So it doesn't really Come on, bro. Right. Yeah. And that's I think real. That, that's Chris, where that's I real. feel like I can get into trouble a lot and not be necessarily being the same loving and present person that I am with my clients or with my direct reports. Um, so, so yeah. But so hey, that you, really resonated with me, Adrian. Brother, that you, you're being really real right now. And, and that's really the tussle that we have with our flesh, right? Like I should be consistent with this thing in this way that I'm showing up. And that's our tussle. It's just a, honestly, it's a muscle that we've got to exercise. And like with anything, the more we exercise that muscle, get better at it. But uh, you've just been real right now. I appreciate your transparency, brother. Yeah, because it's like you get a call and they're like, hey, I want to tell you about this vacation plan that I could be selling you. And it's always been like, I'm really not interested right now. I got to go. Now. You know? Oh, like, huh, that's interesting. Like, who yeah. are you and why are you calling me? What's going on? You know, yeah. like just being able to take that moment out of your day to actually like. And if you, and I feel like that probably is is an opportunity to really practice that because that that yeah. is like, you know, completely the element of a stranger that's buzzing you, you know, trying to break into your day, etc. And uh, yeah, I fail so many times in that. Let's <laughs> be honest that I'm not, I'm not if I was if I was if my decision on going to heaven or hell was based off the way that I treat those people that call me for trying to sell vacation packages, I probably would be easily going to hell. So thank you for bringing that up. Hey. To you. you know, if this isn't blessing anyone, it's blessing me right now. <laughs> Chris, I asked somebody today, Hey, I'm running to the coffee spot. You want anything? And her response was like, yeah, give me this kind of coffee and make sure it has this kind of cream. And I'm like, two packs of sugar. And I sat and I thought, okay, okay. I didn't see that coming. I was moving fast. I was just trying to get there. But she made me stop and listen. I was like, I'm practicing the muscle right now. I'm practicing the muscle. And I needed that practice, right? I asked her. She didn't tell me. I'm the one that said, can I get you something? And I thought I'd just be like, hey, grab me a coffee. She's like, here's what I want. And she slowed me down, bro. And I'm not a fan of that. But guess what? I practiced that muscle. So can, can you think of a specific time where like building the capacity to be able to bench press the proverbial 350 pounds and being present with people has yeah. impacted you when you've had to show up at, at higher levels? Wow. That's a great question, man. Um, yeah. Um, there was a moment in time where I had to have a tough conversation with somebody who was a uh, Way up the food chain, bro. I needed binoculars and, and stand on the ladder to see what was going on up there, right? We're talking about the Roman letter C suite. Like, it was way up. Mm -hmm. And so I'm having this conversation, and we're talking about diversity. We're getting into the nuances of um, systemic racism and, and just a heavy, heavy conversation. It, was, it wasn't for the weak or the meek. And uh, we got to a point when um, I got some heavy pushback, heavy pushback. 
And it was the kind of pushback that was like, yeah, we're, we're not talking about that. And in fact, I'm offended that you even brought it up. Type conversation, type energy, you know. And uh, be honest with you, man, just like you and I are looking at each other right now. While on that call, I was praying. Like, Lord, I really need your help right now. I, I feel strongly about this. I'm not being offensive. I'm being truthful. I'm sharing. Uh, had a really good bounce, good energy, good spirit. And it was just like, it was complete, like, like a, a rude just kind of just ate my lunch and just shut me down. And I was on the call and I was praying, man. I just kept my, kept my cool and said, you know, um, I see it differently. And here's why. And I just kind of went into, not into the argument, just kind of went into the discussion through a side door, through a back window, if you will. Because my frontal attack, attack wasn't working. Not that it was an attack disposition or posture, but it was my, 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 my first move wasn't working. So I had to come back door and I had to find that pathway from the front door to the back door. And that pathway was keeping my cool. It was being able to um, still speak in love, right? Still show up the way that I want this conversation to progress so that I could be successful. Now, at the end of the day, guess what? I was still shot down, but I was then understood. So before when I was initially shut down, I wasn't even understood. But when I found the pathway to come back door, I was understood. So now I can share this particular truth about systemic racism, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and now you can say yay or nay, but that's completely on you. But I want to make sure that I'm understood. And I kept my cool. So what is it for me to blow up? What is it for me to just display this type of anger that shows that I'm not in control of myself when I should be if I have the Holy Spirit who's in control of me, right? So we, we got to wrestle with these truths in the middle of these conversations. And it's happening fast. So it was one of those things in exercising that muscle where I refuse to be upset. I refuse to be loud. I refuse to be taken out of my character. Um, not going to do that um, because I'm wrestling with the truth of who's really in control of me. Where am I at in my walk? Um, I'm praying about this conversation and dialogue. And all this is taking place while we're talking. Right. And that's really the exercise. We've got a choice to make as Christians and how we show up in those conversations. We're going to get rejected. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> as long as you're alive, you're going to be rejected some kind of way in some capacity. But if we continue to see opportunities as lifting 350-pound weights and getting stronger, we can get through it. Yeah. No, I think that's, uh, that's rock solid. And in particular, just thinking about in my own walk, recognizing that very little. I mean, there are some things in, in kingdom principles where, where through an impartation, what would, you know, for those that don't know, like what an impartation is, it would be equivalent to like an airdrop in Apple where like you have a, a virtue that's good. or you have that's some good. sort of leadership capacity that's just dropped into your sphere. And then that's all good, of a sudden bro. you can start moving in that. There's a lot of that that happens in the kingdom, yeah. but there's also a lot of stuff where in particular around virtues, you, you do not, you, you are not airdropped virtues. Instead, you're, air, you're given opportunities to be able to exert those virtues and, and whether or not, am I going to be patient? Am I going to be kind? Am I going to be loving in this situation? Ouch. And it sounds like in that particular instance, it's like those, as you're just saying, Adrian, like these, these 
opportunities, you know, you know, like someone gives you a ridiculously long order <laughs> to go get coffee for them uh, with all these nuances. Like that is an opportunity right there that you recognize like, okay, I can either tell this person, no, it's, it's black coffee or it's like <laughs> sugar with some cream, but uh, we're not going down, you know, there's not going to be 15 different elements that yeah, yeah. to do this, but yeah. it's like those opportunities when you're really able to like sit there and, and be present to them. It's, it's those opportunities that then manifest themselves later when yeah. the, when the intensity and the stage is larger. And uh, so that's just a, a great reminder. I, I don't know if other people are picking up on that, but I know for me, it's like, I think I've, I can look back in my own life and see that I missed many different opportunities to be present with people. Me too, so brother. I really, I really appreciate uh, me too, the, brother. the importance of what you're communicating here. You know, Chris, I want to, I, I can't get away from that question that you asked me, like, how do you show up for people? If you don't mind, if it's okay. Um, People don't believe like you. And I want to go back to Nehemiah. Um, and, and we need to do for people that don't believe like us. And what I mean by that is, um, again, in an office environment, you know, I, unless somebody asks me about Christ and my belief, can I open up my Bible or open up my app and say, here's what the word is, what happened to me. And I can do that because they ask. But typically I'm in this mindset of how do I generate they ask, right? And it's going to come by the way that I treat people. And sometimes, but what I, what I do for people, especially people that, that I have a compassion for, which I talked about earlier. And what we saw in Nehemiah was, he says this fantastic prayer. And if you're a believer, you need to go read Nehemiah chapter one. The prayer in there is nuts. It's insane. Um, he, he ends the prayer by saying, Lord, give me success um, because I'm the cupbearer for the king. So what he's getting ready to do is have, do something, use his platform, use his resources to help the people that he cares for, which, of course, again, is Israel. So he has to go to the king and have a dialogue and an exchange. And even in the dialogue and the exchange, this guy is still praying. It's insane. Right. Mm -hmm. But he's willing to use his resources like the wrong move in front of the king and it's off with your head. You know what I'm saying? Or if I reported to Chris and Chris is my manager, he's the vice president. And I, I know how Chris gets down. He's, he's a ruthless leader. And I could say the wrong thing or I could trip and spill something on his, on his jacket and, and I'll be out of a job. But I'm willing to go to Chris because I care for these people over here. And Chris, if you got a second, man, I, I think our company can help this organization over here. Let me explain it to you. And, and, and that's what we see Nehemiah doing. It's, him willing to use his resources, access that he has to individuals of influence to bless the people that he cares for. So you, you've got to be the kind of leader that's willing to go the extra mile for your people, even people who don't believe like you, to take care of your people. Yes, we got to look at return on investment and uh, profit and loss uh, statements and all those types of things. And those things, when it comes to kingdom economics, begin to work out for us. When we care for our people and have a heart for our people, and we're willing to use our resource for people. Yeah, I think the uh, uh, what came to mind for me, Adrian, as you were just saying that is is just a word of caution for people that are listening to that because 
I, it's been my experience that if you crack open the Bible and you start to pray prayers that are in it, it really, you get opportunities again, more opportunities to be able to see through that. And I know from in my own life, there was like, when I just was first as a, as a born again, believer, like we were studying the life of Joseph and there was a prayer challenge that the pastor had kicked out. And then the next thing I found myself in was like an eight year journey of ah. going through, uh, uh, you know, to the palace. And so, so yeah, I'm just, the word of caution is like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> and, and realize that if you're going to start praying prayers of Nehemiah, you're probably going to start to find a bunch of different nonprofits and people that need, <laughs> need your help and need resources. And yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's good. Yeah. I love it. Uh, well, so Adrian, I've, you know, it's been great to be able to get to know you and a fellow brother in Christ. Uh, would you mind uh, praying for our guest and praying for the Virtuous Heroes podcast? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, so thankful for this opportunity. Fill a kindred spirit with Brother Chris and, and for all those who are uh, listening to this podcast, watching this podcast. Believers are not. Father, I pray, pray blessings into their lives that they can find some as Chris said, virtues in the, in the exchange and dialogue that we had as brothers together. Um, and if they are believers that they would be encouraged today and use wisdom when praying and um, would hear um, from you through the exchange that we have. And if they don't know you yet, Father, I pray that they would um, come after you for that peace that I've experienced, come after you for that quietness and stillness of heart that they can receive when they receive you and Savior. This has been fantastic, God. I thank you for it. Uh, I pray for the next guest that Chris brings on, that they would have a word uh, that would um, bring refreshing uh, anointing to the to the listener, God. Uh, I pray for even the person after that, that they would do the same and pray blessings over Chris and John and uh, members of uh, the Virtuous Heroes team, that they would continue to minister, minister successfully under your name and power. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, uh, Adrian, as you were praying, I, I felt like the Lord was showing me an image of an antenna. And I feel like what uh, Jesus was saying is that like, you may have felt like that your reach has been only so far. And, and like, you've been specifically being like, okay, Lord, like, like I am appreciative of this area of the kingdom that you've given me authority over. And I feel like what Jesus was saying is that like you, Adrian, you don't know the impacts that you're currently having for the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And that like, I was just like seeing this, like this tower that was just like, it's reach was just like crazy. Uh, like the, the, the capacity and the, and the radio waves, like oftentimes we don't see, <laughs> we don't see the, these signals that are transferring through, but nonetheless, it is just hitting people and, and impacting people. So um, yeah, I just, I bless you with that and uh, excited to Thank see you, the ways that uh, you, your reach just continues to grow and the way that you're able to, to bring blessings to the world as well. Wow. Thank you for that word, brother. I received that. Amen. So, uh, Adrian, how can people get a hold of you and the work that you're doing uh, at uh, Premier? You know, LinkedIn has been a tool that some people uh, don't respond back. I typically respond back to LinkedIn. LinkedIn, when people reach out to me, I don't have a problem doing that. If folks want to reach out, um, I check it frequently and uh, don't have a problem uh, communicating through that channel. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Virtuous Heroes podcast, where we inspire virtuous leadership. And we pray that you have an incredibly blessed day. Take care. You too, Chris. Appreciate you, brother. Be well, man. Hey, Chris here. Hope you enjoyed the episode where we discussed all things going bald. (laughs) Just joking. If you enjoyed the episode and the podcast, will you please subscribe on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Or you could also share it with a friend. That would be tubular. I hope you have an awesome day.